How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about the COVID variants. We are going to take the lightest approach possible to a potentially very dark situation. Today is February 5th when we are recording this because this is up-to-date information and we really hope that you listen to it. <laughs> I mean, if they're here, they're already listening. It's preaching to the choir, honey. But I mean, there is a part of me like, I'm like, depending on my day, sometimes I'm like, all the COVID information, need it, need it. Then other days I'm like, no, la, 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 oh, read a picture true. book. True. Like we often will watch, not even that often, but Greg likes to watch CBC International at night. But I'm often like, I am saturated. It makes me, TV news to me is so overwhelming. Like it is, I, and I don't think like CBC as an example is not sensationalist it's good journalism but i find it just bad thing after bad thing after bad thing it's like crime rates are going up oh these new variants are here oh the vaccine's not being administered properly in canada um so i find that the news on the internet is less jarring than the news on television i find that that might be true especially when the world is not in a huge crisis but i find right now when i watch like mm. it's it's like i more think it's an accurate representation of where the world's at like it's a really tough time that like the cbc news the national feels like the tone is right and i i like watching it to know because i'm like i would rather know because it's actually like I need to be safe in my mm. life and like help mm. this world. But then there's other times if I watch CBC, the national when things feel good. And then they're always like, did you know that this democracy is crumbling and all these people <laughs> like, it's like, it's like hard. Like it's less like, you know, visceral to my life. And it still is always coming at you with the hardest stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, maybe that's just cause like, you know, the news is that it's tough. You need to take it in moderation. We're going to try and make today as light as possible. But I live with like the sort of like thought process that it's important to know. Of course it is. I'm not but I mean, it's I think not. It's just no, also but, hard to be constantly depressed. But, but I think some people actually are like, I would rather not know because it's like, it's not going to help me. 
Fair. You know what I mean? Like me knowing these awful things about the world isn't going to Well, I change. feel like sometimes I do say that too. I'm like, it's not going to make a difference if you know this right now. But for some reason, I think it is. And I'm like, why do I think that? Because it's obviously not. I'm not going to be able to do anything. I just stay in my house all day. I don't do anything. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's kind of it. It's like without watching CBC News National, I maybe would be mess, less motivated to stay home and be like, I have a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, I really feel good staying home right now. Well, we're just different people. No, no, I'm not. Wait, I'm not trying to argue with you. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, I literally can't relate with that at all. Oh, really? So, what yeah. do you mean? You're like, you just like when I you watch think it, you that nothing. it would make me more overwhelmed. It makes me feel more pessimistic about everything. It makes me feel like there's no point and that we should just give up. But sometimes you text me and go, Craig, I want to watch CBC News National. I want to watch it. So, oh. what makes you want to watch it? Boredom. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to watch the news? It's like 11 at night. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know. I was like, is there's like some sick deep down? Like, and I like, no, pain. no, I, I, I like to be informed, but oftentimes halfway through, I'm like, I have to stop. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Okay. Let's talk On about drag race. Oh, drag race. Oh. Quickly before we get in, I want to talk about drag race. Okay. Which one? Okay, obviously Drama. there's only one. It's the UK. Oh, whoa. I am so... I For those who don't know, there is also a US version airing right now. Oh, yeah. I love... I just assume everyone who listens to this would know. I feel like it's so interesting when you realize <laughs> that, like, obviously drag race is so mainstream right now, but it still is, like, a very queer, yeah. gay show. Yeah. So it's not ever going to be fully mainstream. But whenever people don't know about drag race, I'm just like, jaw on the floor. Because yeah, everyone like, in my circle is talking yeah. about it. I know you're right. I'm curious if there's anyone that <laughs> listens to this podcast that, like, either doesn't know or watch Drag Race, I'd be so curious. Well, I would say tune in. I would say tune into this UK season two to even start it. I adore it. I love it. You love I think Lawrence? it's so funny. I am a sucker for the one that everyone loves. Lawrence Cheney. There's a lot of sexual tension between Aura and Pete. It's just such a fun show, and I know it's frivolous in some ways, but for a quarantine pandemic vibe and to have the consistency of like just this fun show that comes out, I have found it comforting for sure. It does not make me think about the pandemic at all. But then the last episode, they're like scenes from next week. And they're like, and then the pan it was filmed mm -hmm. in March. The pandemic hits. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Like, I don't want real world in my, in my escapism. But I love it. I love Lawrence Chen. And they're all really great. Who is your favorite other than Lawrence, if that's who your favorite is? I know is. I'm basic. I'm yeah, Lawrence. She's your favorite. Like, I, got I love... All the other ones are just like scrambling for her crumbs, IMO. I'm so bad at remembering their names. I really like the one that is um, non-binary who has kind of like the yellow mullet. Oh, yeah. Not the, the one who kind of looks like very alternative. Yeah. Like Such hip. a confident energy. Just yeah. like whenever they're doing anything, it's hard to not look at them because they're so just like nailing it. Like they don't seem nervous about anything. Yeah. And, and they are so hot. Yeah, like they're, they're really, really, attractive. They're really attractive. cool, and I don't know. I can't think of their name. They're right East now. London. They're Do they're Dalston <laughs> yeah, or like about the Hoxton that trendy that I like a lot. Um, but yeah, great show, and I don't know why don't you like the American one? Oh, it's just like the UK one comes on Thursdays and it's like joy, joy, joy. And then it cuts to the American one on Fridays. And I'm always just like this feeling in my stomach. Like, oh, it's like way more dramatic luster. for sure. And they're just not as funny. I think they're just oh, not yeah. as funny. Mm -hmm. Or is it just because like every single thing British people say I think is funny? Like I'm like, well, are they funny? Or are they just like, I'm the teen crumpets there, bruv. I think there's a level of novelty to the British one for us. because And, and for everyone who watches Drag Race because it's actually different character archetypes that we haven't seen before. And the American one, even though these are really unique original people, like 
it's but are a they reality though? television show, so they've definitely been cast for certain. Roles. I don't think. Th- I would say that I don't think they're that unique this season on the American one. I agree. They're all falling into the archetypes of yeah. before, and it's like it's hard. It's like season well, what? Like exactly. 48? It'll be hard no matter what to not immediately be compared to somebody who you kind of look like from before, like from a previous season, or who you kind of act like from a previous season. Whereas the British one, it's like fresh start, and. They are actually coming from a different culture. And they're so good, except for Sister Sister. White oh mediocrity. God. Like, they yes. just keep sliding through. And it's like, why is, like, Astina going home before you? You are spoilers. So Did boring. you know there was going to be spoilers on this one, Oh, spoilers. <laughs> for all the people who were like, what's Drag Race when we brought up earlier? Now they're tuning in. Sorry. You'll forget. The yeah. names are too confusing. I know. I could not. You remember both their names. I, <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Okay. So now we're going to totally change energy later. We're going to do what did we learned this week first, but I'm just like, it's so funny to go from. Like drag race to variants. <laughs> so let's sprinkle it's in a like little bit. Actually, the epitome of my quarantine is drag race and variants. J- drag race and CBC <laughs> News the National, and you're just constantly ebbs and flows. All right, well, let's learn a little bit and then we're going to jump into that. Oh, what did we learn this week? So, what I learned was, you know, is actually going to, like, you know, get us ready for the depressing information of the later. Oh, okay. Is it, is it, it's just. We had to interview Bill Gates. Indeed. Interesting. Speaking to a Name drop. <laughs> well, the interview is a weird thing. Like, we ask yeah. him questions in a video. But um, I don't believe billionaires are should exist. We mentioned in the video. I think they might edit <laughs> it out. I don't know. But <laughs> So he wrote this new book called How Do We Stop the Climate Disaster, I think it is. It's, like, a pretty good book simply stating the climate crisis we are in. My favorite part was just the way he talked about the climate crisis very simply. It was like an ASAP science video about it. I just found it very mm. like refreshing to read. Yeah. Um, Not overwhelming and like simply laid out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then when we got to solutions, there were things that, you know, we asked him tough questions for a reason. But what stuck with me was that um, a fifth of the carbon dioxide we emit today will be here in 10,000 years. Because of how stable it is in our atmosphere Whoa. that I was just like, every time I see a plane, I'm like, oh, God. Like, a fifth, a of, fifth that of that's going to be in 10,000 10, years. So it just made me be like, okay, we really need to figure out preventing re- this release. And then obviously he talks a lot about carbon capture. I'm sort of like, okay, let's like not get excited about that before we know it can actually work. <laughs> and so also during the age of the dinosaurs, when the average temperature was four degrees hotter than it is today, there were crocodiles living above the Arctic Circle. And then just that if we don't reduce emissions and just keep going on our trajectory, we'll be at 1.5 to 3 degrees warming since pre-industrial times by 2050. And then 4 to 8 degrees Celsius warming compared to pre-industrial times by 2100. So I'm just like, it's also soon. It's my grandkids hating me. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, my gosh, my gosh. Definitely one of the biggest, you know, challenges of our life. We'll be talking about the variants today. It's an acute issue. Then we're going to move on to the climate crisis for the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, this is a good prep to realize what happens when scientists don't have, you know, the support of governments, not only when the crisis hits, but leading up to it. Honestly, in so many ways, even in Canada, and I, I'm not like that educated on what I'm about to, I'm about to say, but I'm going to talk about what I've been hearing said is, in a lot of ways, like Canada doesn't have any facilities to make the vaccine, but that's partially because of policies that have been implemented over the last few decades where a lot of support for those kinds of things was stripped. 
Yeah, I know. It's like SARS hit us bad. Yeah, we why could have been a place did we that not was the place? On, yeah. So I mean that I understand when people like don't want to waste money on these things they don't understand. But at this point, it's like we can see the writing on the walls. We need to at least now be turning the corner and saying, okay, even though you know we're not burning to death, that doesn't need to be the signal for us to start telling scientists and giving them money to research. It can be a lot before that. <laughs> Exactly, because when we are burning to death, and some might argue that we already are, it's going to be too late. So that was just, you know, always putting that out into the zeitgeist, a little bit of fear, a little bit of tremble, tremble, because we have to figure this out. (laughs) Okay, what am I doing this week? Uh... My lesson of this week is not so good for me personally. Okay, wow, this is a dark. Um, we're like, we're trying to be uplifting, but the episode in general is dark. No, you won't mind. This will make you feel good. Oh. And you kind of already know this. We know this. So basically, it turns out that eating too much fat and sugar as a kid can alter your microbiome for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. And there was a big study that just came out that emphasized and showed this to be true in mice. And obviously, as a result, like probably equally accurate. If there's one thing scientists are good at, it's extrapolating data from a mouse to a human. (laughs) So for those who don't know, the microbiome basically just refers to sort of like all the microorganisms that live inside of your gut and in your body, like bacteria, fungi, parasites. And for the most part, they are helpful. So, but, But when you die, they eat you from the inside out. So in the end, their narrative shifts. Hot turned on. Okay, great. Hot. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Whoa, girl. What kind of kinky shit you into? I don't know. I just felt like it, the world's going to be hot when we're dying, and then they're just going to, the heat's going to happen. Actually, it probably is temperature hot when they eat from the inside <laughs> out. That's true. Uh, but basically, you know, your microbiome, we're realizing more and more helps you to break down food. It, it regulates mood in some ways. Like, there's lots of connections that we don't quite understand yet, but we realize people who have like lower device, diversity in their microbiome can tend to have these certain issues becoming much more popular even skin microbiomes and things i may make a video about this at some point are becoming much more interesting to scientists even though it's been neglected for a long time so the study basically was like looking at these juvenile mice and putting them on different diets a western diet they were even testing exercise what they got like shake shack what happened Uh, to be honest now that in this moment i realized i didn't actually look at what they were feeding them but they called it a western diet no, I love, I love, <laughs> like, I know what they they're giving doing. them fries. They're like, here's some frosted flakes because for some reason we've decided <laughs> that's a breakfast. You know what it's I mean? It's crazy to go to the breakfast aisle in Canada and America where you're just Way like, this more is America. candy. But here too, breakfast aisle is just yeah, true, loops, true. Cheerios. But, but like, you know when you go in America and you're like, this is Disneyland. There's like Gaga, <laughs> Chromatica, Oreo cereals. Like it's just like everything is. <laughs> wa- there are cereals there that you cannot get in Canada. I'm not and saying cereals Canada. that have been banned in Canada that you can. My, like I have friends who go over the border to get a certain cereal because you can't get What? The like opiate um, cereal? Like what the which hell? Which one is it now? I'm trying to remember. It's not Captain Crunch. It, you'll remember it because it was in Canada when we were kids. Captain Crunch should be banned because there's needles in that. That is that the one that hurts oh, your I, cuts I your love face. Captain Crunch, Does, but no, right? it can hurt. Yeah, it cuts your <laughs> mouth. Okay. Either way, all these foods. So I grew up on a diet. Like my general diet, I think was okay, but definitely breakfast foods for the sort of like pogos, hot pockets, sugary cereals. I love when you say pogos <laughs> for breakfast. I'm like. 
Does is truly for comment, years. Like, I subscribe, ate. and comment below if that is part of your story. Pogo's for breakfast. Pogo with mustard. That was like, like my that favorite breakfast. Has to be a Mish Moffat specialty. I can't imagine. They're also like toaster strudels, pop tarts. Like, these were the breakfasts that I ate. Yeah, see, up. that's marketed breakfast. The Pogo with mustard. I'm just right, telling that's you, like it's a not different a breakfast vibe. Food. Yeah. But it would, for me, I love savory. You know, now I eat eggs, and that kind of, I still have a hard time eating really sugary cereal. I love a savory breakfast. Even yeah. this morning, you looked at my breakfast you were like you're eating that for breakfast it was like it was like a greek salad <laughs> well lots of people get bowls for breakfast it was like a hot i had chickpeas i had beans i had eggs kale like and some yogurt like i love you're really trying to like you're, i'm like i don't know if i'm crazy but it sounds like you're you're like what it's pogos for breakfast what is that oh it's a, it's i'm a not saying pogos are for, I'm, I'm no just i'm saying, just saying both of those like you just justifying that well greg thing. you know some of us have a little bit of culture <laughs> i know as I know. you might remember when we went to india people eat curry in the morning no i'm not i'm saying i could be the ignorant one but i'm just like laughing at people being like you're like oh you know a breakfast of chickpeas and spinach i'm not <laughs> justifying the pogos i was just saying my tendency is for salt and fat over sweet yes fair 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 but as you will know as i just described my diet is very good now i'm it eating a yummy yummy healthy beans all the time we are farting over here at it's ASAP Science. a problem um i'm like does like because obviously we become vegetarian and uh but now i'm deep in enough and we've become really healthy and i'm like does this go away or do you just have to deal with this forever? i heard a comedian recently say a joke where they were like my favorite part about being a vegetarian is that i get to fart all the time which i love and i was just like <laughs> oh shit okay it's forever so back to the study even though I'm eating healthier now, they have found that even once they switch their diet to be super healthy, their juvenile diet defines their microbiome for the rest of their life. Like obviously not necessarily for the rest of their life, but they said for a long time after into adulthood. Um, and I'm just like kind of sad about that. And one time we did an ASAP science video where we tested our microbiomes and mine was much, much less diverse than yours. Yeah. Mine came out on top. Not to, you know, but you're going to die of so many other issues. Like you're definitely going to just like, you are so dark. Like you didn't even let me finish before you're like, you're going to die of other issues. Cause you always tell me I'm going to die from eating pogos. I'm defensive. Okay. You brought this up and I make a joke. I'm making a joke only when it's usually after you've been like, you're going to die first. Okay. No, wow. No. And then I'm like, well, you ate pogos every day for breakfast because of the exact study you just read. It's just me defending myself anytime I make fun of your Well, purpose. one of us is going to die first, and one of us is going to be like, see, I told you. No, we're going to notebook, like, cuddle each other and die at the exact same do time. Do you think? Well, Or, I, like, uh, uh, <laughs> Do you think? Like, probably What's not. that volcano that went off? Pompeii will be, like, the couple mm. that's, like, you know, in ashes Oh, yeah, together. climate change. We were just talking about it. You know, it's going to hit. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. in time. And we're going to death. But we don't die. have any volcanoes nearby, so we're kind of like No, not volcanoes. It's going to be something... Or, I mean, we could always hope for an asteroid, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, you know, I think there's a way we could work this out and die together. Okay. Well, <laughs> talking about death, is that a weird segue? Is that okay to say? Should we go into our studies and talk about some variants? Yeah. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Whew. So we're going to talk about this. I think we should still try to be lighthearted. I don't want this to come off in any way as scary But you're tactic. screwed. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think as I was researching some of this, I did have the moment of this is overwhelming and it can be a bit scary. And I want to make it clear like that's not the intent. But like we were talking about earlier, it's important to know and understand and yeah. have realistic expectations. And also remember, just like at the beginning of the pandemic with these new variants, a lot is unknown. So we're going to talk about what's kind of known today. 
Yes. And I will say, I just think like a lot of this information and the sources that I'll just speak for myself, I have been using throughout the pandemic have been so helpful. They've been very accurate. And like one thing I was just thinking about was just like the way in the fall that like we would talk like it's going to be a tough winter. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be a tough winter in Toronto. And you know what? It is a tough winter. And I'm Mm -hmm. just really happy that I knew that because I remember like in the fall, it was like going on a walk with like maybe four friends with our masks on and just being like, at least we can do this. And like, cause we won't maybe be able Mm -hmm. to do this in the winter. And like, I'm just saying, I think that this is just coming from similar sources, nature magazine, science magazine. Right. These are, these are the best guesses that people have. The smartest scientists telling us the information it doesn't mean it's necessarily true because it's preprints and early, but we just need to know these things, I think, to maybe have a better way of like preparing for the future. But let's let's go off. Tell me, tell me how I many there we are. We could start. Yeah, I thought we would just kind of touch <laughs> there's more base than one. <laughs> on, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could quickly touch base on variants in general, go through the ones that are kind of circulating now that we've been able to identify. We not being us, but the brilliant scientists around the world. Um, basically, though, I wanted to say that you know, genetic or mutations in viruses is expected, very common. Most epidemiologists, most scientists, geneticists would have expected this. Yes. Of course, it was bound to be variants in, a, in any virus that's around for an extended period of time. I mean, that's why we deal with seasonal flus that are changing. There's constantly variants. Sometimes the mutations confer no advantage. Sometimes they confer a disadvantage for the virus. But the ones that we obviously talk about or notice are the ones that have some sort of mutation or a series of mutations that leads to it becoming more effective, uh, you know, infectious, deadly, those kind of things. Also, it's important to know that flu viruses um, mutate a lot more easily than coronaviruses. So coronaviruses are more slow in nature in mutating. So that's good. That's good for us. (laughs) But I mean, it's it's around the whole world. It's running rampant. The the problem with it (laughs) You know, this is why social distancing, quarantining, and vaccine can be so important because the more it spreads, the more chances it have of replicating, and that means there's more chances for mutation. So Which it's is just a the same yeah. way to think about staying home. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always am just trying to be like, how do we convince people? Like, you know, there's a lot of different talking points. You know, people are getting frustrated, but that's just another thing. Like, the more it mutates, the more people are out living their lives normally, the more likely it is to mutate and become a more effective virus. It's just mm-hmm. another reason to be like, this is why we need to stay home. Yeah. And this is why it and is. And that's why the more variants there are and potential ones that will be, could be uh, resistant to a vaccine. Uh, if we can prevent that from happening and vaccinate everyone, they don't have the chance to become ineffective or, you know what I mean? Like better against the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of part of the, anyway. Okay. So one last caveat is that there has been a ton of other variants and a lot of them were not any worse or any different. In fact, the one that we are most familiar with, like since June, 2020 has been a variant that the main, like the main thing that most people have been getting infected with over the last, you know, eight months or so has, was actually a variant from the first cases that they had seen in, you know, early March and stuff like that. So it's good to know. And that they think that one was a little more infectious as in it could spread easier. Um, So first variant It's called B117. And this is the one that the UK is talking about. You let me know if I ever say something that you think is wrong. (laughs) So what, okay, I'm not, but what I think is really funny is that the big up and up and up and Adam, that's something, (laughs) the big uppity up, the big up and Adam in Nature Magazine right now is how do we name these? Right. Because 
how did they name these? The B117 has to do with the amino acid. Like, okay, so the South Africa one is 501YV2. It's because it's the 51st amino acid site of the virus spike protein. Okay. So it's like all <laughs> right. related to the biology. So the big question right now is we want to get away from the stigma of it being like the from British part, variant. Yeah, the, South like the UK variant. Oh, funny. We're getting over the stigma when it's the white country that has, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, we call it Zika. Like, it's just like, it's frustrating how like yeah. now they're like, now there are all the scientists are like, well, we got to get the stigma right. I'm like, well, every other virus in the past, like from a lot of places that weren't just like the UK. Now right. we can't call it the British variant. Mm-hmm. variant. Anyways, I get why that's smart. We don't mm-hmm. want stigma the stigmatize the place. But then B117 is so meaningless to people that right now they're calling them the like something like they want to maybe say the more contagious variant. Like they want to mm-hmm. name it something right. that people... Can yeah can have some kind of like yeah. actual concept around what it means. But honestly, like go on Nature magazine or Science magazine or any of these academic journals. Write to them; they're looking for help of how to name like it? the public consciousness of like what is it's like the right naming way. stars. It's like I'd like to name it the Mitchell <laughs> variant. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's a good name. No, no one wants to be named. <laughs> or it's like hurricanes, where they're like, okay, it's time for the Z. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, so B117. <laughs> Uh, so this is where it's going to sound kind of bleak. So it's up to 70% more transmissible due to 22 coding changes in the virus genome. And they think that, that those changes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Make it bind to human cells more easily. So that's why it's become so much easier to catch because it's around and like you don't have to maybe be like in as direct contact with it. Uh, they found this one in late December and they are kind of calling it the UK variant because I think that's where it kind of first took off, whether or not that is what it should be called. Um, and around 60% of new cases in London at the end of December were this mm-hmm. variant. And uh, possibly a higher disease severity. But these things are all still being Yeah, what I would say about that is like the studies and preprints that are coming in are kind of going back and forth between Mm -hmm. what exactly is the reason for the severity. So one is like, oh, it's actually causing worse disease in people. But then another study will come out and say like, no, that actually doesn't make sense because based on genomic sequencing how they're getting this information is like flawed because it's like it's like real sometimes they're just testing at hospitals where people are already severely sick when they got there so there's a lot of these caveats that like right the headlines are know. scary but they're they really don't know if it's because it's more infectious or because it's more deadly and depending on what you read it will tell you different things the yeah, b117 that's one. fair i think all all of these to be honest some of them they they do think are more infectious they do think are more deadly but you're right it's like there are not enough 
studies or research right now to conclusively say that we know this to be true. Okay, so move on to the next one. So B1351. <laughs> this Wait, is... can I guess? B1351. Uh, the one in Brazil? Nope. Oh. <laughs> it's the South Africa one. I know you had a different name for it. So Oh, the 501. I have 501YV too. Yeah. They have multiple names. <laughs> oh my God. See, this is again, email nature. They need help. What is it called? Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I just only wrote one down one of them. Okay. Um, this one has a higher viral load. So it's the one in South Africa, uh, potentially more infectious than the earlier variants. It, the concern for this one is that it can healthy, uh, sorry, it can better target healthy cells. Um, which oh, is going to okay. concern, but again, <laughs> no solid evidence that it's more deadly, but they think it might be. Okay. Cool. Cool. Next that's major like, Sadly, one. that's where we're at. We're like, yeah. we think, we, we think. hope it's not more deadly. Uh, there are, the next main one, then there's just two final ones, is P1, which is Brazil. The, Brazil. Okay. So I didn't realize this. So a couple little facts. Uh, so it has now triggered a bigger outbreak. They had... Uh, one of the cities, and I, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Man, in Brazil, Man, Manaus? Man, Manaus? Yeah, Manaus? what was it? I keep hearing it on Manaus. the podcast. Man, yeah, sure. So <laughs> it, I'm sorry if I'm butchering <laughs> yeah. that name. But so there's like two over 2 million people that live there. Uh, there was a major outbreak last spring, and they think this new variant is actually going to be worse. Yeah. And so when that first outbreak happened, 76% of that city was infected. Okay, I know. This is the craziest part about this. Th like, how... I'm like, how did I not know this? A place in the world where 76% of people were affected with coronavirus. So that is a fascinating uh -huh. petri dish and case study. These people have already had it. Like yeah. the antibodies. Makes you realize like, how segmented the world is to, uh, and it might be a language thing where like we only really think about the countries that have news that are in English. Or it might just be yeah. like this Western ideology that we always talk about England and we know about Australia and New Zealand and yeah. America. But I'm like, how did I not know that a city in Brazil was 76% infected? Also, how did I not know there's a city in Brazil with 2 million people? I'm like, I'm never, you know what I mean? Like these populated places. Right. I'm like, We're yeah, like, that's the too. second biggest city in Canada. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like Montreal. Um, so they thought at the time that they, they were like, we must have herd immunity. So many people have been infected, but now they're realizing that's probably not true. Or because this new variant is being found in 46% of the samples. And they're taken. really struggling. Like their hospital systems mm -hmm. are real. That's really sad right now. They're, they're truly running out of oxygen. This so if they've all, if 76% of them were infected with coronavirus before, that's the one that to me has been getting to me the most. Yeah. So as the, I read it, I'm like, this can't be The other be good. piece of <laughs> information for that is that, you know, we've always been unsure if you get infected, can you get inf infected again? Mm -hmm. Or do you have immunity for the rest of your life? And some people have said, oh, you're for sure safe for six months, like these things. And so they're wondering if this actually might also be because it's long enough from that first outbreak that they're, they, the same people can get infected again. And there's also other, um, again, when you read scientific from the source preprints, there's so many caveats that you pick up mm -hmm. that you like want to tell everyone because it's like, no one tells you this in the news. They just say like that they're yeah. more, that may be more dangerous, but it's like, there's so many things. So it's a specific city in a specific right. country where there are so many different like health patterns or you can't always extrapolate information from Manaus, we can't even pronounce it, Manaus to your life somewhere else in the world. There's so many factors. Comorbidities is, are a yeah. big issue with all of these things being worse. They're like, wait, are these variants actually worse for the general public or are they worse right. for people with diabetes like there's just mm -hmm. so much 
So many factors. And every every city and every culture is also going to have different behaviors as people in terms of like how many people, how how closely do people live together? Are they using transit still? Is the, yeah. is the city still running? Is everyone wearing masks? So it, it is hard to, it's not apples to apples always yeah. because the variables in every place is so different. It's so, it's so interesting to think that that many people got it in the first round. And now it's, yeah. I just, it's, and it how do we not boggles talk about that or know that? I yeah. feel so stupid. Uh, I always okay. feel stupid every day. Okay. Two more. Well, actually, just really one more, but then the. I know. I was like, I only knew about those ones. So this one, I also did not know, and it blew my mind. Oh. Okay. So, Cluster Five from Denmark. <laughs> Cluster Fuck. That's what okay. it's called. It is. How, I think one of the main reasons they realize that it can be transmitted to animals and back to humans. So this is like known as the mink. Oh, version. oh my God. Okay, okay. So okay. I didn't know that this happened because it was found in minks. Yeah, they, they killed, killed 17 so. million minks. Oh no, oh no. Isn't that crazy? It was devastating. Because like, I guess they were just worried about like how fast it could spread in minks and then if it can spread from minks to humans, <laughs> like how out of control that it could just get. like genocide of minks. And just like, oh my God, humans are so intense. Like we're just like, okay, there's like a like there's a subtle freaking like no, there's a chance that you might have a boom. Yeah, and I think literally if I gone. recall, it was like only a few hundred people had this variant, and then they're like, it's kill all the minks. So, I'm like, I'm not, but probably for the best. Okay, it goes back to your moral dilemma that's going viral on TikTok about the dogs <laughs> and the people. It's like obviously people are gonna kill the dogs because they're murdering forty thousand mink. Well, everyone on TikTok was not killing the dogs. <laughs> yeah, true. Everyone on TikTok is having a bit of an issue right now. They're like, what's wrong with me? Um, also, people wear a mink coat. So if you wear a mink coat, you suck. Okay, continue. So, so all I'll say is that Denmark does claim that this variant has been eradicated so far as everyone's been able to tell. Okay, now Because also- it, it didn't actually spread that far, but I think they were just worried if it's in minks, how big of a problem can this become really fast? I also had a thought where I'm like, well, they better make a lot of coats. I also, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, true. Like, I'm like, also, you better like, not just throw them out. What? I don't, I don't know, know anything about minks, and I was like, why, where are those 17 million minks? I didn't know we had minks like that. <laughs> well, it's Denmark. It's not you. I don't mean us. I just mean you. humans. Like, are, are they, is this for fur that they're there? Do they eat them? Oh, I see. Like, are these farms? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, these were farms. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think they were catching minks in the oh, wild. Oh, my God. You're right. Okay, now I am. There were confused. definitely just like 17 million minks across okay, like, like a bunch of farms. And I was sound like, Sound off what? in the comment below why there's so <laughs> many minks in Denmark, first of all. Yeah, like, do we have that many minks in Canada? <laughs> okay, da- Danish listeners, please let us know. Okay, and then the final <laughs> one. <laughs> they hunted um, 14. Okay, now I'm like, you're right. They obviously weren't like, everyone get in the no, forest. No, yeah, they didn't the like. Minks. <laughs> they didn't have like a countrywide hunt of me. Like imagine they're like, we need to kill all the squirrels. We would be like, we're going crazy. We're chasing <laughs> squirrels throughout the city. We'd lose. They'd be like, I wonder how many squirrels are in Ontario. Oh, so many. I love squirrels. Is it, is it like 17 million? I think it's, wow. Interesting. How many squirrels? In Ontario? Oh, I can't even take a guess, but I'm going to say a guess anyways. <laughs> Three million. Is that crazy? We need to look this up. How many squirrels are in this dang city? I keep How saying many raccoons. You sound know? off in the comments below, and I'm not kidding. Please, we need your information <laughs> on this. And then you can come on as a guest for our next upcoming yeah, whoever episode. Whoever gets the closest guest. <laughs> yeah. Wins. Um, no more other variants. The only one I was going to mention was the first one was called D614G. Uh, that was the original variant. But uh, what do you mean? The one from March or from June? From June. That was like the one that we are probably most familiar with. That was the first sort of variant from like, you know, in March and April, we were all talking about coronavirus. Then in the middle of June, this variant became more infectious and became the dominant variant. All right, cool. So there's your five. So we 
are going to take a quick break for a comment corner and come tack and talk about genomic se- sequencing, which is how we're going to get more information about these variants. Okay. Oh no, hit the comment corner. Oh, I forgot we have that button. Comment corner. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. Oh my goodness. Like we don't do comment corners that often. I just like didn't know what button to push. So um, this is from the YouTube. I, the YouTube video of Winter, How to Cope and Thrive, that episode. And the okay. highest rated comment says, Greg staring into the camera whenever Mitch is talking, <laughs> stared right into my soul. Oh, my God. And then I was like, what? And then I like <laughs> pressed oh play and was like, oh, just, my like, gosh. Because what I do is I'm like, I know that... When you're YouTuber, I hate that word, um, you're used to right. looking into the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... I know that I'm sure every actor like doesn't know how that feels because you're not supposed to like look down the barrel of the camera unless you're Phoebe Waller bridge. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So I'm so used to it that this whole time it's just naturally for my eyes to go into the camera. So while you're talking, I just, my eyes rest there and I take in what you're saying, but I'm like, it looks like crazy. Uh, I need to go watch that. That's so funny. Yeah. I think I, I do too, but maybe I like more look at you. I look around. I just think, and, um, I think that is a funny thing I've noticed about you, even in our videos, like when I'm talking, even if it's scripted, <laughs> your like face will be so intense into the camera. So, so I'm going to either work on that, but I haven't even thought about it. Until I just read it again. So this whole episode on YouTube might also be looking like a death True. stare. But no, it's fine. It's, in, it's endearing to yeah, stare into sure. someone's soul so deeply that you frighten them. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I thought it was cute and funny. And at least we're making eye contact. So let's get back into it. <laughs> fun i love looking at the comments thanks for writing them guys uh that is so not true lying bold face lying but me and mitch like, also have such a hard time looking at bad comments oh <laughs> i'm not talking about the bad comments everyone's so nice on our podcast yeah no you're right i'm just saying it's just a funny thing because it's like we also were like we you're like i love looking at the comments oh, I'm like, girl, i don't do mean on not. asap science i'm like oh my god i'm not looking at those like <laughs> yeah. there's dangerous we've had to put up filters for like a lot of swear words that are towards gay people. Um, and then sometimes we pour ourselves red wine and read them. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it tonight? Mm. Are you kidding? We're like, it's not it's a like, good time. You can't even handle the national. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so right. genomic surveillance is how we are figuring out that these gene variants even exist. And it's coming to the stage genomic surveillance. <laughs> like it is really coming into its own as a technology right now because we need it. Like, Never before have we tracked the genomic sequencing of a virus like this like in the last so year. Aggressively, so aggressively. As it's happening. As it's happening. But again, what the constant takeaway from what I'm about to say is we need to do more of it. Like the contact tracing that like scientists just keep screaming into the ether and it feels like people aren't listening. This is what we need to be doing. So thankfully... Some countries are doing it well, like the UK and like Denmark. Interesting. They both have found variants. So that's a little scary. It's like, oh uh, well, okay, why are they all popping up in places where they're where sequencing they're just them? Actually, uh, so this is just I another of that. reason we need to be a little scared. Because, for example, America, you know, I know you've had a rough four years. <laughs> you know, you've had an anti-science president has barely sequence yeah. their gen their the genome it of the vi- virus is running rampant suspicious that the countries with the most cases are not necessarily the ones finding the variants where is that that's what you would think statistically yeah so you mean suspicious in what way sorry what is that like mean? suspicious not in like a conspiracy way it's, just, okay. it's like probably because they're not looking properly like denmark's population it's tiny 
How yes. They find, and yes. maybe it's easier for them to be testing everyone. But you'd think out of, say there's like a, a million cases in Denmark and then there's like 30 million cases somewhere else. You'd expect the variant, like the mutations yeah. in a place where there's tons and tons of activity and infections to be more likely that it's interesting to think that maybe America or a place like even like India or Mexico, like places that have had like huge skyrocketing cases might actually be the result of variants that just were never sequenced or caught. Yeah. So that's a, they're not sequencing them. So it's very scary. So suspicious is a, is a word that to me, I didn't mean me- like suspicious yeah, that like meaning of like they're doing, doing intentionally. It. Like no, it's not, no. it's like lack of science, lack of the messaging from scientists being like, this is important, but it costs money. It costs time. And people don't think it's that important, I think. But now we're going to be entering the year of the COVID variants that I think we're going to be entering the year of genomic sequencing of viruses. So this is like the technology that we are going to be relying on. I think you might all start hearing that word more and more genomic sequencing, but it's really cool science. And what is also really interesting is that they were genomic sequencing the original variant or the one that was from June Mm -hmm. by you would test positive for the virus through a kit in the UK that would make sure you had three different genes for the spike protein. That's how they would know you had it. Okay. So this genome sequencing kit, there was like a, what ended up happening is that you would test positive, but you'd only have two of the genes. Hmm. And so that other gene that you no longer had was the one that was mutated. So they were able to then go, wait, there's a mutate, a mutation happening here, but now that same kit is now telling us and they go back and they're like all the people who tested positive, but only had those two genes. That's the variant. And then that's how they were able to get all this information. And we were now getting to sit here and say, Oh my God, the B117 variant. So like, that kit, that genomic testing sort of science came together and what is a bit of like serendipity to create our knowledge, but it's like you need even just those weird kits and this technology to even have those moments. And the South African virus was a grassroots genomic genomic sequencing project that like a small group of people decided to do, then found that one. So it's like, oh my gosh, like we need to be doing this because we're seeing all these um, mutations happening you're right again where people are testing so what's happening in places like america where they're not so it's just very it like, overwhelms me to hear this oh really well did i just cbc the national you <laughs> <laughs> um okay okay yeah okay, let's talk about that because i guess i'm like the variants may become a large problem and they may not right so not catching them might be okay assuming we can vaccinate everyone and that the variants aren't uh are like that the vaccine can still work on these variants so that is like there's a world where there are actually so many more variants than we're that are listed even here like say there's even 20 that might be true and maybe the vaccine works on all of them and we may not ever realize there was 20 yeah that's okay but i start to get scared and in my head when i'm just like what if there are now yeah just like a bunch of variants well okay we're starting from scratch that's just like oh i know i know i know it's really hard so what we can always go back to and what I do and go back to, like other than zooming out of this planet and being like, oh, life is just beautiful. Nature's beautiful. Or staring and like literally like hugging trees. I do that a lot now. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, I love you. I'm so sorry about the climate crisis. I hug love you so me. much. I do hug you, but I'm just saying there's something about like the trees that make me existentially feel right. like when I hug you, I feel our each other's collective fear. <laughs> yeah, the, the tree, tree is, is not like... scared. The tree is like, y'all can scream, but like I'm literally good. Yeah. The tree is like, I'm immune. Yeah. It's like, Actually, could you guys peace out fossil fuels without burning mink, and we'll girl. take over? The mink needs your hug. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, what? Wait, we can get it? 
We're like, oh yeah, you can. And we're actually going to machete all of you. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> but what I go back to is we so physical distancing, <laughs> contact tracing, you know, like we, it still needs people to come together to spread. So yes, it is scary, but like there are fundamentally are ways that we can stop viruses. I know we've had troubles with this in the past, but as things go on, as it becomes, you know, people maybe get more upset. A part of me thinks they're going to be like, okay, we need to stop this. So a, we're going to be getting our vaccines, the best vaccines that we can possibly, but I don't know if I'm going to scare you more with this but i think it's worth saying with these variants with these vaccines we are seeing them be administered in america at record numbers i'm happy that this vaccine hasn't didn't see conversation doesn't seem to be like this guiding principle for a lot of people canada we're having some issues with getting them but we will be getting them affluent places will be getting them the whole world needs to be vaccinated in order for this issue to go away. So I, again, I'm like, I don't want you to like be overwhelmed by what I'm going to say, but from reading about these variants is leading to this other conversation that is like, I think there was a headline this week. People are talking about, they're like, Oh, so-and-so says it's not gonna, we're not going to have the world back to normal till 2023 Mm. dot, dot, dot. It's from a specific article about the variants. Cause their argument is if we, vaccinate you know all these wealthy countries because right. sadly we live in this capitalist place that's not going to stop the spread the of the va- of, yes of, like of, variants that would be resistant to the vaccine to like proliferate elsewhere and then just come back and then have the vaccine not work on them yeah yes so it's i just Ugh. think i know that that can be a depressing thought but what i want everyone to take away from that is that vaccine nationalism is it's not going to, going be a to bad thing in work. the long run. Yeah. yeah so like, it's like you might make your country safe for a bit, but it will just be like when we ignored China's outbreak at first and then we ignored it in Spain and we were like, oh, that's crazy that Spain's having all these people die. And then it like, yeah. Came. And it's like, oh, it's going to happen to us if we're not like looking to the rest of the world and realizing what's happening. Exactly. So there are a lot of initiatives um, where, you know, the affluent countries are like, we need to figure out how to get this to everyone for a lot of reasons. And I mean, clearly I'm just a pessimist in my head. They're just like, they're capitalists and they're like, well, we need to export our labor somewhere. So they got to be healthy too. That's what I think. <laughs> it's not out of this goodness of their heart. They're like, we right. want business to yeah, work. Yeah. 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 But um, I mean, at this point, whatever will get people to do it. Exactly. And I think that it will happen. It might take till 2023 to get the world vaccinated. And I just think that's an important thing. I think we should understand that. Okay, Canada, small country, say we get them all by September. Everyone seemingly thinks they're going to go into the streets and rejoice. Mm. Maybe you will do that, but you might have a bit of a break, but it doesn't mean it's over. It's not the world is not getting vaccinated. And Mm -hmm. you can't think that you are going to have a normal life until the world is. The sooner we can realize that, the sooner Mm -hmm. we can get the... Um, I mean, I made a video about this, like called the world vaccine. The sooner we can get the initiative set in place from places like the UN and WHO to get the world vaccinated. So anyways, it's just like, it is a long game. It doesn't mean it's a long game for everyone for those like little initial spurts of excitement. Life is obviously really hard right now, but it's just the reality that we're living in as sentient beings on this here planet. <laughs> that we are... <sighs> I, mean, I was about okay. to just be like that. We are ruining it. I'm like, Greg, just stop. Yeah, don't bring up. For don't God, bring it just up right now. Freaking be positive. Uh, I know we've kind of said this. I have one mm. quote from Fauci, Daddy Fauci. Uh, that is just to reiterate this kind of mentality of why we need to work together. And it is, this is the quote. 
Viruses cannot mutate if they don't replicate. And if you stop their replication by vaccinating widely and not giving the virus an open playing field to continue to respond to the pressures that you put on it, you will not get mutations. So that's just really like what you yeah. said. Like, and that has to be the responsibility of not only looking at your own country, but realizing if other countries are neglected, it just leaves room for the virus to continue mutating and then make its way back into your country and start from zero again. So, so we hope you enjoy. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. No, it's like, I'm sure people listening to this podcast and having seen the title and knowing who we are knew what was going to happen. You're just going to get the updated information and it's, we can't sugarcoat all these things, but they are in some ways more sensational and scary when you hear from other places in some ways, maybe not so much because you're not even wanting to know this information, but it's the reality and we will keep you updated in the future as these things continue to evolve. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. listening. Make sure you oh, I'm so leave some bad more comments this. on YouTube. That's it's fun it. to look at them. I do actually look at those comments. Yeah, because you're, you're right. all so nice and cute, and it makes me happy. On the podcast um, one, too. a lot of people were saying we should put this side note thing on the wall, but I'm like, do you think we have a skill with a hammer? No, we're gay. <laughs> we're gay. Okay. I mean, honestly, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So we have a neon sign we've talked about a lot. Fuse neon. Make sure you check them out. They're from Toronto. They're so freaking. But cool. we will put it on the wall. But also, I was like. I don't, I don't know if we're going to ruin this ball if we do that or like I don't know so we'll do it one more time stand off in the comments below if you think you know how and where we should place the nail for hanging this sign is there sign. some way that we don't have to like put nails in <laughs> like you're looking at me like I'm like I know that what you're saying someone who knew oh would be like God. of course there is but when you looked at me I was like I have no idea okay well yeah hashtag side note podcast let us know what you think and I will talk to you guys next week peace bye 